Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You find that majority of the millionaires in this country reach their millions in their 40s. I've always known, not in a funny way, I've not been called to, and it's not me trying to toot my own horn, but I've really, I haven't been called for someone to be like to me, okay, well, why are you five minutes late? Let's see when it comes to debt with couples. Attack the smallest one first. Because when you attack that one first and you've paid it off, you kind of like, Yes, we've done something. Yeah. All your bank is doing with your money. You're not even doing it yourself. But yeah. they're investing your money into stocks and shares, but you to come and do open up stocks they're and shares. I saw. your money. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. One of my clients this year got paid out 25K. Healthy man. The message they sent me saying, thank you so much if it weren't for you. You know how the best way to, to, to build wealth? Build it in you. You're not defined by where you, where you come from, yeah. and I think that's a big message that I always yeah. want to tell people. Like, like you have to be able to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. When you grow up in ends, you don't realize it when you're confident, but you have an audacity to do things that ordinarily most people wouldn't be able to do. Welcome back to the Take Up Experience. We're in another studio, you know. I'm loving, I'm loving the studio tour. We're doing a bit of a studio tour. Um, how you doing today, Emmanuel? I'm well, man. I'm well. I can't complain. What about you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I was telling you offline that, you know, a little bit tired, but you know, I've got yeah. always got energy for the podcast, Come on. man. Always got energy for my guests, man. But um, let's start with this question. Who is Emmanuel? I like that straight into it. So Emmanuel is Ooh. I call myself a man of the people, just due to what I do. Um, husband, father call myself a visionary, a dreamer, and so yeah, someone that's got a lot of passion for what he does. Okay, cool. I want to hear a little <laughs> bit more about these dreams. <laughs> Hopefully you're going to reveal a bit of this, right? Yeah. As, we, as, we, as we conversate, right? Um, but before we get there, we'll, we, we like to always start the podcast with talking about, you know, somebody's background because we like to get to know the person yeah. behind, you know, uh, we, we like to get to know their story, should I say. Um, so where are your parents from? I know already. We, 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 talked, we talked offline. You were supposed to this. Um, my, both my parents from Sierra Leone. Okay, amazing. And were you born there? I weren't actually. No, I was born in the UK. Have you been to? Bad, isn't it? This is always a part, right? No, no, this like, one. You, you not say you're from there. This Have is the one. Been? This I know. This is the one. That, <laughs> hey, pain of my life. I know, man. I know. You know, it's so bad. Yeah, my my sister's been there more times than I have. I've never been. You've never been? Sad. Is there, is there like a particular reason? Or is it just... Do you know what? Every time I was meant to have gone, there's something that's always happened and I just I haven't been able to go for whatever reason. But mm. I'm making a conscious effort, especially now being a, a father, yeah. to make sure that the kids know where they're from. I think it's very yeah. important. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, it's not running away. No, nah, it's not. There, right? It's not. But it's still, you need to, <laughs> I need to get there eventually, Joe. You know? <laughs> All right. So you said that you were like, you were born, I'm assuming in the UK. Yeah. Right. London? Yeah, L- London, born and bred, South East London to be South precise. East, okay. Yeah. What, what, what part of South East? Um, so, if those of you that know South London, South London, I say Gypsy Hill, but if you're like, huh? I didn't say Crystal Palace. 
Okay, yeah. I know Gypsy Hill. Oh, really? Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's kind of near... Um, I know it's after Brixton. Mm -hmm. I think, is it? Is it after Shretham? It's after Shretham, right? Kind of Kind of, so like, say Shretham's here. Yeah. Gypsy Hill's like that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I know who's from Gypsy Hill. It's um It's and Conan, right? Yes, they're from Gypsy Hill. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember, I remember. So how was it, how was it growing up in, in Gypsy Hill? <sighs> it was interesting. It was, but you know what? Growing up there was... You learned a lot, but mm. I feel for me, it was it made my childhood, man. And yeah. I guess it kind of made me who I am, if that makes sense. And a lot of successful people have come from there, believe it or not. Mm. Maybe the odds wouldn't seem like it. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't trade growing up there for anything, if I'm mm. honest. Mm. Like, what do you feel like you learned from like growing up there? A lot of people there were were savvy. Mm. No pun okay. intended. No pun intended. But what I mean, what I mean by that is, it's almost like mm. maybe we you wouldn't realize it growing up but people have maybe used certain skill sets that you've learned where maybe just having to think on your feet or again being savvy mm. and i guess applying that into into later life because a lot of people that i know that growing up have their own businesses or successful musicians for example a lot of people are giving back in some shape or form running their own like football academies um i've got friends that are in banking doing really well friends and property that are doing very well you know mm property owners or property portfolios and it's kind of like growing up perhaps to even think that was going to be the route yeah. you know making sense where obviously you've seen other people growing up have unfortunately had you know caught up in certain things and it's led to you know time away as, as you would call it yeah so yeah I just think this looking back I couldn't trade it in I wouldn't yeah. I think there's, I, I there's so many memories of stories for days that yeah. even like some of, our, some of me and my friends we would just talk about like can you imagine when this this happened or mm so-and-so did this whatever and it's like oh, like we're actually here today so it's it's a blessing, blessing i think yeah. Yeah, i call it a blessing man. yeah it is it is i know what you're saying because like i i know people that not no longer hear it yeah that yeah we, that we grew up with yeah in facts you know in and it's so weird because you know back then you think you're so much more mature than you actually no. are you're no way that you don't know nothing <laughs> You like you're, you're, you're bro, you're 13 thinking you're a big man, yeah. 14, 15, but you're, you're far from, you're, you're nowhere near, <laughs> you're nowhere near. It's actually, it's actually wild when you, when you oh. think about it, how, how, so, how much more you have to learn yeah. about life. Yeah. You know? And it's, I think for me as well, just when I, just deep certain things is growing up, maybe you like see the, because if you're just out and about playing out or whatever, you might see the older, the older, well, like the older generation mm. and they might say certain words like and you're gonna think now mm? then when you kind of get old you're like hmm okay or they might mention about they see you like maybe keeping up with a, with a certain crowd and they say look certain things could end up in a certain way then you kind of realize yeah okay mm. you know so i thought yeah but i think the community is is very important and is listening to the older states people especially in your local area if you have access to that it's very important as well yeah, so yeah and what school did you go to do you go to school in around Japan no so um funny enough <laughs> my friends didn't want me to go to school in the local area because the local area of school was a little bit down the road from me that was no there was two actually so one was kingsdale but they didn't want me to go to kingsdale because that was like one of the worst schools in south london at the time mm -hmm. i think that was one of the best schools in, in lambeth actually um, then there was another school called St. Joe's, which is a boys' school. For I, I heard remember, of St. Joe's. Yeah, yeah, it was in, um, in well, Crown Point, but yeah, it's called it Up and Lord. And I remember I had an interview there, but it was so crazy because you have the interviews, I think, in year five or year six. But I got suspended from school in year five. 
I'm laughing, but it was not funny at the time. And obviously, I remember the ask you. What's the same at you? Oh, no, that's, that's crazy. Oh, no, no, <laughs> you got to tell me, though. What, oh. <laughs> what happened there? Oh, I can't really share that. Was basically, someone kind of got on my nerves and kind of reacted in a certain way. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, you know what? You're young. You're young, like, yeah. So you're learning. You're like, learning, okay, yeah. I hear that. I, hear that. I remember okay. they were asking me, like, why I got suspended. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> but obviously, you're in your five. Yeah. Kind of just don't know how to articulate yourself. And I remember, like, not getting in. I feel, like, upset. And I was thinking, like, oh, man, because I knew a few of my friends were going there as well, X, Y, Z. So I ended up going to a school, um, a Catholic school, thinking, yeah, it's going to be a good school. Well, my parents was going to be a good school called St. Mary's. Yeah. And obviously, if anyone's, like, in the Croydon area knows that it's one of the worst schools in Croydon. Is it? <laughs> one of the oh worst schools God. in Croydon. Don't get me wrong, there are a lot of worst schools, but yeah. Yeah, I was one of the worst schools in Croydon. Wow. But, hey, I turned out right in the end. Yeah. So I can't complain. Oh, my God. You know? It's crazy, like... Like looking back on that, like having to navigate all of that to get to where you got to, to mm. now, right? I guess let me let me let me change it a bit. What I guess studying wise, were you like into into studies? What what, did you, um, what was your, like your favorite subject back then? Maths and science. Maths and science was, was my, what, probably what my favorite was. subjects. I did like DT. Yeah, I kind of. I don't know. I guess that. I don't want to put that whole typical cliche, but I guess coming up, growing up in an African household, mm. it kind of force that importance of you know you should study go yeah. to uni blah 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 you know so i guess that kind of was was forced upon me but in a way <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful to an extent you yeah. know because i guess it, it it panned out to an extent i guess yeah but then what i do now is in no relation to what i said at uni and obviously what we kind of discussed about, about you offline okay enough. oh man you know, okay. it's mad when you do it yeah because i actually done a degree in, in biochemistry did you <laughs> okay, You're wait. a faithless man. I'm just like, I'm just like, I know, whenever, how did you get there? Whenever I said it, I'm like, you done, you studied that? And I'm like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I remember since growing up, it's mad again. When I, when you kind of deeper, like, when you're like 15, 16, you kind of feel, oh, I'm a big man, but I'm not. You've got like a whole, like, decades ahead of you. Mm. But you kind of talk, okay, you, know, you need to know what you're going to do when you go to do your A levels or when you go to uni. And I feel like, I, just, I don't know, for me, I feel like it's almost like a false pressure. I feel yeah. because I feel like, especially now I'm old and I speak to people, even when I was in my 20s, people were like to me, no, do you know what? 20s, you just have fun. You kind of figure it, you don't even figure it out. You just, you know, whatever happens, your 30s, that's when you truly try to figure out who you are, come into your element. Then by your 40s, you're like, yeah, I've arrived. And for me, why that kind of correlates is because, especially doing what I do, you find a majority of the millionaires in, in this country reach their millions in their 40s. Mm. Whereas if you look at social media, we're kind of taught, oh, yeah, you know, if you ain't got it by 21, you're a failure in life. You know, if you ain't got your, whatever it is, I don't know, your X6 or your Lamborghini Urus and you've got a five-bedroom detached house by 25, right. you're a failure. But most people aren't achieving it until they're late yeah. 30s, early 40s. Obviously, don't get wrong with the people that have that success early on. We give thanks, but for a lot of people, mm. they don't come into their true element until their 40s. Yeah. You know, I feel like that social media pressure, that micro-generation mindset is kind of like, you need to get it now, you need to get it fast. Mm. But, you know, sometimes slow and steady wins the race, man. I agree with that as well. I believe that as well. I feel like we choose our destiny or career path way too early. Hey, yeah. I supposed to know at like, because you had to have chosen, your, if you wanted to be a doctor, you'd have to have gotten the grades in GCSE, mm -hmm. chosen it by like, Basically 15, right? Mm -hmm. to, to choose your college, your top colleges, mm -hmm. get the grade, and then by 18, you're then, even before then, 17, you're 17, 16, 17, you're choosing what unis you go to. Hey. Well, you're literally planning that whole life before. Like, and it's, it's mad. 
I never forget when I was in my mid twenties, and again, this is when I deep no, when I deep my life. Yeah, I'm still young. I'm still young at heart. I'm still a baby boy. But um, so a bit of my my background. So believe it or not, I actually got kicked out of uni. Um, I know, mad didn't. I didn't have to do uni all over again. So where you got kicked out of biomed first time? Yeah. Okay. And then, but with me, I was like, nah, I've started this. So I need to finish this. So mm. I just had to prove it to myself. Okay. But even by then, I was like, mm, don't I really want to do this? But then I was kind of like, I started researching career paths and started having certain conversations. I was like, you know what? There is some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Cool. Um, so yeah, um, got my um, degree. I know I'm kind of going off a bit of a tangent. And then by chance, got into the pharmaceutical industry. I was wow. there for about five years, six years. Okay. And then by the end, I said, this isn't it. And then I can get wow. into why this isn't it. Because I just realized, look, okay. And not to deter anyone from going through employment. I have nothing, no issue with employment. I feel, depending on the work culture that you're a part of or involved in, that can really determine your experience and your, your employment, if that makes yeah. sense. And if you're doing a nine to five, the people that you tend to work with probably the people that you're going to work, spend majority of your time with because mm. of the hours that you work. Mm. Obviously, COVID came and just flipped everything on its head so more people work from home. But if you're in an office or say if it's out in the field, my job, majority of my time was basically out in the field. Mm. So you're going out, seeing um, consultants, seeing doctors, gynecologists, seeing um, chiropodists, whoever it may be in their field and talking to them about um, the pharmaceutical products that you're mm. promoting for the company. But then when you go into like head office environments or team meetings, there's a certain workplace etiquette that if now, if you've grown up, say, in a certain way, or have come from a certain climate or demographic, if you can mm. see the line I'm going, going along, yeah. you're perhaps not taught these subtleties, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Even such things as email etiquette, almost having yeah. to learn it on the job, because no one teaches you, unless no, you know. No, no one teaches you. So yeah. it's yeah. almost like, you can just, just create the, the image in your head, yeah. you know, six foot, two and a half black guy, you know, goes into this corporate fit realm where he's, pretty much the only black guy or one of the few black guys. And there's already that perception. Yeah. If, if you see what I mean. And now it's almost like, do you tone who you are or just who you are? Mm. And for me, I was like, why should I have to? Mm. You know, I didn't go Oxford or Cambridge. Um, just me from where yeah. I grew up. So I'm going to be authentic to me as possible. But then it's almost like you kind of see that it, it, what's the word to use? Maybe grieve certain people that are in certain positions. And it's almost like, okay, they want to put a, a magnifying glass in you. And you're kind of like, hmm, is this what the corporate feels meant to be? If it is, <laughs> it's ain't it for me. And then I always, I'm always firm believer that every setback is a setup for a great comeback. Mm. I, I live by that. When I heard that statement, that's always stuck with me. So I remember now, again, I'm going to jump, go back a little bit. So yeah. the first company I got into, um, in the no, I lied actually. The first company I got into, um, I won't even say the name, but yeah, so that was, yeah, horrible experience, horrible. The same company I went to, fantastic. And I learned a lot from um, the people that were there, people that were older. So, you know, a statement that someone said to me was like, I see you're like a diamond in a rough. And I didn't take, to me, I didn't find it offensive. I thought, oh, okay. But I asked them why. Because like, you can see you've got such great potential. Mm. And for me, from a, a, and I think I was like 24 at the time. And I was like, wow, someone's talking life into me. I was like, this is deep, man. It's like, you can go far and achieve whatever you want to achieve. And I'm like, why is this person telling this to me? And that's always stuck with me. And then something someone said to me is, it's almost like, know the game and know how to play it well. Yeah. And at first I was like, hmm, what do you mean by that? Know the game and how to play it well. 
by the end of my experience in the pharmaceutical industry, I fully understood what they meant, boy. <laughs> fully, bro. I was like, fully. Wow. And for anyone that's in a, in a corporate field and can relate to what I'm saying or yeah. reading between the lines, I've realized, look, let your accomplishments do the talking. And I thought sometimes, whether it be down to being a bit naive or being a bit younger at the time, you're accomplishing certain things where you're not screaming from the rooftops. Yeah. Then you realize, oh, people are doing it and they're getting certain promotion. You're like, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how it is, so man. This is, or you're doing certain things, but then they're piggy bank on it and taking it as their own idea. I said, hey, yeah. I said, yes. Yeah, that can happen. Brother, listen, it, it happens. Yeah. You're seeing it. And then I'll never forget you. Yeah, there's one time, so I went to another company. And again, I always say, look, if you're trying to get a pay increase, the game is the game. You might have to leave that company every 18, go to a new company every 18 months. Some people don't like that, but if you want to get that increase and, and scale up your salary 10K within two years or even sooner than that, that's probably the best way to do it, I found anyway. So I went to my third company, another oh, really good company, and I feel like with that, the culture is really good. Good team, you know, good manager. I had some people that really took me underneath their wings, showed me the way. And I was like, okay, this is where this is where it's at. Then, at the time, my wife, well, she's still my wife, but my wife became pregnant. And I was like, ah, even though I'm enjoying this company, the salary is okay. Mm. I'm gonna need some work <laughs> right now. I'm just thinking these nappies is nappying. Yeah. But um, so I remember now. So I actually got headhunted like, head hunted by the company I first worked for. Mm. Okay, so I thought, okay, this is like a full circle moment for me. So yeah, I'm gonna go back, you know, walk through these doors, be like, yeah, I'm gonna show you guys. And for me, they really know, they, you know, when I come, they really want you. Yeah. Because I first, mm, okay, I was doing, looking to um, hand in my notice and my manager spoke to me, like, look, we've got this position, it's yours, it's basically yours. Mm. No, it's yours. And I was like, oh. At your current company, at the current company yeah, at the time. So at the time. Current company versus the first company who wanted to try it. Yeah. Okay. So I got the offer coming through and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm literally battling I'm in my brain. Like, Do I take this role? Because they're set up, it's coming out. You know when you've got a good setup at a company? You know? Yeah. And again, that's another life lesson. It's almost like, if it's not broke, you don't have to fix it, man. Mm. And I remember saying, you know what? I'm going to take it. I need it, man. This, this, is, this is good for my soon-to-be baby. I need this. And then the company said, we're going to match it. Okay. So I'm like, all right. My mind's made up. I've told them. Then the manager's like, but I, need, like, I want you. Like, you know, they're making you feel like, like we need you, we actually need you because they've seen what I've yeah. done in, in the area, the locality, how I've been able to transform the cells, gone up to, you know, just, yeah, crazy levels. Like, we need you, we've seen what you've done. I'm like, I said, let me sleep on it. The guys called me, said, I've gone back to the HR team. They'll give you an extra 5K on top. I said, hey. This is the current company saying this? No, 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 this is the new, co new company. New company, oh my God, they're said, just going crazy. I said, hey. Wow. I said, okay, this is it. And then I've gone back to them. They said, oh, I'm not sure if we can. We'll see. And then they offered me some next company card that I can get on, on the, um, through the company. So they said, you can get a C-class. I said, hey. <laughs> I was easy. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was wavered. I said, hey, I wavered. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm, sign me up. Hey, don't sign me up <laughs> in hindsight. So obviously I've, I've left now and gone. And then this is, hey, see how people, yeah, will tell you one thing. Yeah. And then they'll write on the wall. Even before that, so we almost had a gentleman's agreement. Me and this person hired me and said, look, when you come on board, I want you to do this role for a few months. 
But after a few months, you're then going to go into this le- this role. Mm. The role, so just for context, so um, company that I left to go to this company said, so look, you're going to go into this high role already. Mm. Cool. Or this new role. So I've come to okay, come in for a few months, then we'll go and hand, gentleman's hand, handshake. Okay. I've got there now. The hiring manager has now left it to go into a new position in the company. Oh. A new manager's now come in. He said, well, that agreement's not in writing. Hey, <laughs> that's what he said. He said I hate when people say that. that no, bro, that agreement's not in writing. No, I said, hey. Wow. I said, I said after God fed these people. <laughs> I said, hey. After the first time. Brother, I said, I said, what have I let myself in for? I said, hey. And so now how it normally works, you get given accounts. So um, where you need to go and see who, who you should go and see who they perceive to be key decision makers. Great. However, I'm on the ground. Mm. I know who the true key decision makers are. Mm. I know who the movers and shakers are. I know who you can get access to and who you can't. They've given me a contest. People, majority of them you can't get access to mm. unless you go to certain meetings or you're in certain positions. But you then kind of need to know who your key stakeholders are to get access to these people. Mm. So it's, sometimes it has to go the long way around to get to where you need to get to. Yeah. They're not hearing that. And I'm like, you've hired me because of what I've done. At, not that previous, not the last company before that. Because you people have come and earmarked and said, no, you need to get this guy on board. You need to get on board. Let me do it my way. They're not listening to me. I'm like, look, I can do it your way, but it's not going to yield any results. I can just do the tick box exercise, but what's that? Mm. There's me now thinking, no, look, I need to show them what can be done, how it can be done. So I've now gone to do it my way. Mind you, got the results, mm. but I'm not happy with it because I haven't done it their way. I said, hey. Seriously? Hey. That's so weird. You, you say that, but... Pff, because they're looking at different measures. Mm. So yeah, there was the figures and sales have gone up, tick. But you haven't met the measures whereby we want you to go and see these X amount of people this amount of times. And it's almost like, okay. But again, it's almost like what goes back to what I learned in my second company. Learn to play the game. Yeah. But I'm like, why should it have to be like that? But I've realised, that's, sadly, that's business sometimes. That's business, yeah. You know, and it can be very cut for it yeah. as I learned. So, sp- downward, another downward spiral... I think I got paid a little bonus. Cool, yeah, I remember that. Then now there was a conversation. Normally, me, I'm I'm a bit of an open book sometimes when it comes to like salaries. I've never had an issue with that. I've always said to like, and that's why I've learned to get more. Mm. So like a lot of people that I joined the industry with at the same time were very transparent. Mm. So I remember one of my um, one of my friends at the time. We think was at the he was at the same company. She told me how much she was when she left the company was out to go to a new company. She got like a fourteen k increase. Wow. So I said, hey. So I fixed myself. I need to find. I need to find someone new. Yeah. So I was talking to my colleagues at the time, just trying to gauge to see where, where they are salary wise. Thinking, okay, maybe I'm underpaid. So we're having this discussion now, and I was like, oh, I'm not too sure. You know, don't really know them like that. But I was like, what is there to lose, man? So I've now said how much I earn, and everyone's jaws dropped. Up to me, I'm like, that's there's nothing like, well, there's something that's wrong. But I'm like, it's like, there's more out there. There's people that, there's people that I know in my in my, in my circle that are chopping very well. So I'm like, well, that's not much. It's like, no, I'm making like five k less, six k less. Or oh, one of the senior guys in the teams on the same amount as you. Blah, blah. I'm like, hey, just, I'm like, hey, just. I'm like, hey, this is this is this is causing a wahala. You know, you can already, I can already see in my head the, the yeah. outcome. I said, hey. So I've left it. I was thought, you know what? You know, it's, it's, it's we. I think we had like some night out with the team, whatever it was. So I thought, you know what? Seen some, you know, some people like to get really drunk on the night on the work night out. Maybe they forget about it the next day. So I remember now, I had this meeting now 
with the manager at the time, said, yeah, you've caused some, um, you've caused some disruption, harmony amongst the team because you, you've disclosed how much you earn. I said, hey, Jesus. Seriously? Like, I could write a book. I could not, I could honestly, but you know what it is for me? I saw it, it's preparation for what I do now because I'm like, yeah. I've realised my brain's always been prepared. I've always known, not in a funny way, I, I've not been called to, mm. and it's not me trying to toot my own horn, but I've really, I haven't been called for someone to be like to me, okay, well, why are you five minutes late? Mm. And or, can you do this and do this? Mm. Da, 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 da. Don't get me wrong, I, I have, you should, everyone needs to learn and I feel, I'm a friend of everyone should go into some form of employment because you learn so much. But as realized because of my character and how I am as a person, I, yeah, yeah it, it, there's going to be a clash. Gonna there's going to be a yeah. clash. But, um, so that's caused the issue now. Hold on, Josh. You know, it's, it's so many years I've tried to piece everything back together, sorry. So that's caused an issue. But in me being naive, I'm like, why is it so, it's not deep. I'm like, I'm like why is it such a problem? Mm. Like it's it's common knowledge in a workplace. A lot of people sometimes the wage disparity is is really bad, mm. <laughs> like really bad. And that's why if you go on companies like Glassdoor, well, that's yeah. what I was using at the time. That's how I was able to kind of gauge. Okay, am I on the right path, or am I a bit underpaid? Am I overpaid? So I generally feel like, hey, I'm coming in. You guys are probably earning more than me. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. Finding out it wasn't the case, but yeah. Long story short, let me just fast forward it. So I remember now, I kind of felt like they tried to apply some pressure onto me. They're trying to find a way to get me out of the company. Wow. Not realizing that, you know, I've got some good people on my side. You know, one of my, um, my sister-in-law, uh, she's a HR manager. Mm. So she helped compose a very nasty email. Sensational one. That probably <laughs> now put them into, into like, they were worried. Like, because the way they respond, I said, So I had some meeting, long story short, they just left the company on a, on a gentleman's well, not gentleman's hand. It was written, and I got a basically like a three month payout. Okay, cars is like yeah, the same, the same it, man. Just because of salary, just because. So they, they well, they tried to attribute it to other things. So salary, uh, they tried to say what else was it? Um, the performance indicators that they set for me yeah. to see these key decision makers that I told them from the jump don't have access to. So this is why everything's so crazy because the guy that hired me when we first sat down. Yeah. I said, look, if we're gonna, if I'm gonna come, it has to be on on my basis. Look, we need to. This is why I need to see these are the key people. He said, yeah, that's fine. You know, someone said anything to just yeah. get you on board. Yeah. So I said, look, these are the key people I need to target. Show them the whole plan. You know that how I'm gonna achieve, how it's gonna be done. Great, we're gonna do it. Wow. I've come in. That's got thrown out the window because he left to go to a yeah. different role. So this new guy that comes, yeah, this is what you have to do. And I'm like, bro, like this can't. Work. That's crazy. So I'm even trying to see if I can go back <laughs> to the old company. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go back to the old company and I'm, I'm hitting other people saying look look is there a way They're like, oh, but you know if you told us a bit earlier maybe we could have seen what we could do even trying to go back to the second company yeah, and, right. like, oh, and that, that would have been a pay cut but I was like, I'd, right now I'd rather do that and then yeah so I went to another company but by then my heart was in it I was like nah this ain't it man I've realised look I've I ain't called to again n- not for me, that's why I, I haven't called to be a media person, man. I need to I need mm. to excel. Whether it is I'm gonna be, I need to have some form of autonomy and some form of just some some stake, some decision in, in, in what's going on and not be almost sold a dream if that makes sense. Mm. And then so one of my one of my one of my friends um obviously knew the situation and then he was like, Come on, EJ man. We need you need to get back on you need to get kind of get back on the horse again, man. Let's make something happen, man. And he said, You know what? I know someone, I know obviously it's not pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical industry, but it's insurance related. So I said, oh, okay, insurance. 
Well, I said, look, you talk to doctors all day long and pharmacists or yeah. what's it, talking to people about insurance. So, okay, this is, this is interesting. So, and mind you, just, just for context, the guy, my, 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 my friend came to my house at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> just to give you context. Okay, that's serious. He's like, look, my friend, he's like, I've got my friend, you know, she, she's a manager in an insurance company. Like, I'm sure, you know, you just have a conversation, see what she says. And with me, my, if, if, I, if my brain clicks and, and it resonates, mm. I need to act on it straight away. Okay. I said, okay, let's call her now. Mm. Let's go meet her. <laughs> at 10 p.m. at night, man. No, serious. Yeah, yeah, of course, seriously. Uh, and then he, he called her. He said, yeah, I'm in Brixton. Is he in Brixton? Lovely. I times even a query. So I said, like, that's 35 minutes if we just drive and, you know, do what we need to do. You know what I mean? Mm. Quick, boom, got there. It's 10 feet. It's 10 feet at in Brixton in her car. I think she just finished with a client and doing their policy. And I'm just asking all the questions. Tell me a bit more. What does it entail? And she's not realizing it's basically an interview <laughs> in her car. She's asked me a bit about what I do or what I was doing at the time, um, why I think I could do this. I said, you know what? If I can talk to people that think they're God's gift, mm. come across very pompous, think they know it all, I could talk to anyone. Yeah. That's what I saw. That's true. And I guess there's Facts. that there's that saying about transferable skills. So mm. when you stuff you learn um in a certain field, you can apply it into another mm. field. So yeah, talking, talking, telling me a bit about, you know, what it entails, what she does, how she does it. And I said, Yeah, and I feel like you're helping people, like you're this is actually actually helping the community. I'm like, no, like, we as black people need this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know people that have it, but I don't hear enough people talking about it. So I'm like, no, yeah. I want to get in. I want to get involved. Cool. Set my CV in. Had an interview. Went well. <laughs> now it's come up to five years. And that's it. And so you've been doing it five years from then. That's crazy. On the side road of Brixton. Bro, it's, man, no, when you, it's when you say it's a funny story, <laughs> but it's, I'm a firm believer in, you know, time and seasons, man. Yeah. You know, seed and time makes a great harvest. I'm a firm believer in that. And and I genuinely believe when people ask that, what do you, like, what is it that you do? Why like, why you keep doing this for so long? And I'm mm. like, I'm very passionate about this. And something I say, I used to say, I used to bang it. When I first joined the show, I used to say it all the time, like, go find me, shouldn't be the answer. Mm. That was kind of like my, my strap line, so to speak. But I'm a firm believer. It's like the, I think the most basic step towards financial literacy and some form of financial freedom for the future generation is having a life insurance policy. Mm. So for me, that was, I was really going in heavy on that at the time. And then I started learning more things, you know, like what to add on. So obviously um, health insurance, income protection, critical illness cover, mm. wills, lasting power of attorneys, you know, and this, I said, you know what? I want to become that one-stop finance shop. Yeah. That's, that's my vision. So, yeah, I guess this is what brings me here today. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, wow, okay. Let me see if I can dissect, dissect, dissect the whole whole story of everything you said. So there's a couple of things that you uh, mentioned. Obviously, you mentioned the corporate world. Yes, the corporate world is challenging. And yeah. I, I understood what you were trying to say. <laughs> and I would say that I do agree with you that there are, sometimes you have to pick yourself back up from it. Oh, for, real. for real, you know what for I mean. Real. And, and I um, feel like, sorry yeah. to interject, just even when I do share this sometimes with um, on certain platforms, mm. the messages I get, or people that come up to me talk about age, like, yeah, man, I, I went through this in my workplace, and mm. I feel like being and I, you know, I hate to sometimes draw for this line, mm. but I feel like being black in a corporate environment in the mm. UK is like an extreme sport. It's tough. It's, yeah. it, it's not easy. It's not sure. easy, you know, and it's, 
Yeah, I feel like you can write a book, novel, mm. play. You can do like a, probably a BAFTA best screen right on the on that whole topic. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Hundred percent. It is very, very, very interesting. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm sure. And I, 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 when you hear your experiences, the funny thing is, right, is that I've I've had a few people that have come on the pod and said. That they've had bad situations, made redundant. Yeah, oh, I've had a few people. Oh, I mean, a few. I missed bro. a good one. No, no. Oh, I missed a good one. No, no, no. So that company. So before they had the, the HR mm. issue. So oh, yeah, this is the no. This one here, I knew. Hey, after after God, you have to fear these corporate people. <laughs> so everyone has heard of the saying, "Last one in, first one out." Right. Mm. In terms of like redundancies, mm. cool. So I've left the company where. I, like I said, good setup. No, the setup was fantastic. I've gone here now. After six months, they've announced random redundancies. This you'll be notified on the twenty third of December. Wow, something long. Or the twenty first. So it was not long before Christmas. They announced I got I was being made redundant. I said, "Hey, my wife is pregnant. My wife is pregnant. Wow. Hey, what am I going to do? Hey, do you know what's happened now? So." I've tried to go to my old company, mm. but they've said, oh, believe it or not, we've actually hired someone in your team. So people, because I've still got friends that are there. Mm. I said, Jesus. Wow. Like, Who's the person? They've told me, I kid you not, the person that they told, the, the person that they hired, I firmly believe was the whistleblower that went and told the manager Oh. He said how much he earns. Oh my god! <laughs> my my, I can't prove it, but yeah. my, you know, is it yeah. intuition? My spirit ten hundred percent was that person. But what can you do? So yeah, it's ah, oh, you've been through it, man. Listen, sometimes you got to go through the the dirt, the mud, yeah, to to get to where you are, man. Obviously, I mean, we're still we're still we're still prodding along. We're still you know yeah. making tracks, but I'd rather wow. be, I'd rather be heading there any day, man. That, I'm I'm happy that you've that you've gotten to a place where like you're doing well for yourself and you've got that independence and you don't have to deal with with all of that and then I guess the people you see and the people you work with are people that you actually can get along oh, with. It's yeah. not gonna cause trouble for Thank you. God. Um so one of the things I was thinking about, because you were talking about like marriage, right? Mm. And I think like when you're single versus marriage, there's like a bit of a change, right? Mm -hmm. So I I guess for you. How's thinking about money and finance changed since you've now been married and have a family? Great question. Um, I feel like with having a family and being married, I feel you, you can't be as, what's the word? Just sporadic or spontaneous with, with say, how you how you spend or as lavish to an extent. Obviously, if you got it, you got it. Don't get me wrong. But I feel for me now having... A family, family. I feel like I'm very conscious about my spending, and I think for, I think for in for a, in a good way actually. And also, I need to make sure that if I am spending that, why am I spending it? Whereas people like, yeah, it's alright, man. Cheeky Chinese take or cheeky this, cheeky that. Oh, do you know what? Let me grab that trainer. It's full bills. Who cares? Oh, who cares? <laughs> Whereas now I'm kind of like, that's like half the nursery fee for the mm. month. <laughs> so you're kind of like, hmm. Whereas with me, like, I love fashion. If, if I weren't in finance, I'd probably be like a fashion stylist or okay. doing something fashion. Like, that's that. Fast. Mm. Something I'm really passionate about, I would say mm. fashion. 
that's what probably what I'll be doing. But I guess, and it's been accountable, I guess, to, to my wife with the finances, really. Yeah. And I thought, just doing what I do is we're having conversations, actually with couples. You see sometimes that there's not a transparency when it comes to when it comes to salaries. And I feel like a key tip or a lesson that I've learned is that it's not your salary or her salary. Mm. It's one. Mm. And what I mean by that is as well, it's almost like if one person earns less or, or earns more, they don't even come together and whereby you kind of funnel it through one. And if you can split accordingly, split accordingly so that way that person can do what they need to do with their disposable. And then you can do what you need to do with disposable, if that makes sense. Don't see it as we're at loggerheads or we're going against each other. No, we're, we're trying to build something together. And I feel like conversations we've had with people whereby they seem to be at loggerheads, sadly, the, the money doesn't thrive how it needs to thrive, if that makes sense. Mm. Almost treat your your earnings almost as a, as a flower. Yeah. You know, look after and let it grow, let it germinate, and let it, let it produce something that could be great. Whereas if there isn't that that unity, it can kind of it causes fractures. I I have you just see it, especially when it's awkward, you're on a Zoom call or going to a house with a couple. Yeah, actually, and I you, had these calls with couples. I've man. seen it, I've oh. I've not you. And it's just awkward, you're just sitting there like <laughs> so, you know, I think definitely yeah. that's that's having that trans open fluid transparency yeah. when it comes to this finances and I feel sometimes as men mm. sometimes uh, again not you don't want to paint everyone the same brush but sometimes you can see maybe they're sh- trying to just take on the whole burden for themselves and maybe sometimes it can get overwhelmed until you don't really see what's really going on behind closed doors only to when it comes too late and I had a scenario recently very sad this one was very sad um, and obviously the person won't no one will know but I hope the person doesn't mind me sharing this information but Something happened to um, the person's parent, whereby they've now defaulted on the mortgage payments, and now no one has been made aware, and now they want to repossess the home. Oh my god! And something I said in one of my videos is that look, if you just keep all your mortgage payments, that home will be repossessed. It it says it, you know. And then one out was like, I was like, you you try to put someone in the person's shoes. He probably thought, you know what? I don't want to cause any burden or alert or worry my family. Mm. But by having that discussion openly amongst your 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 wife and your children, mm. you can come together with a solution. Because almost was that saying a, pro- a problem shared or a problem solved? It was you know, what's that again? a problem shared is a problem halved. Is that mm. it? Yeah. And I feel like it's sad. I feel sometimes, in a way, again, not to put it on the same brush, but sometimes people have grown up is you don't discuss money. For some weird reason, it's almost like a taboo. Yeah, people are scared to debt, <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. It's, ma- yeah. but I feel that's, I think that's absurd. Yeah. Like even it was so. Fun. I'm comfortable talking about it. So yeah, I'm comfortable talking about. It's the same man. It's easy for me. It's not. Like, I'm like, because my, I want to yeah. learn. Cause I'm like, if you know, but I don't know. Yeah, bro, I'm sitting down with my notepad. Teach me, tell me. I'm taking notes. Like you might be able to say, like, you look cool. You might be earning this, but I feel like if you do this, 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 you can earn more. Or do you know what? No, I know. Sorry, I'm gonna go off into another tangent. One of my friends, oh, God bless her. The whole um, Bitcoin, Ethereum thing. So mm. I jumped late on when it came to the Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. I was late into that, into that game. But when it came to Ethereum, she's like, yo, E, listen, you better put a bag now. Ethereum, <laughs> 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 just leave it. Bless believe. I didn't put a bag because I was a little bit shook. I put 300 pounds <laughs> and I left it. I came back and said, oh, look, this is tiny. <laughs> so it's just... If someone's an expert or knows something, sometimes 
don't be afraid to take that that risk or that leap of faith. And I guess that comes down to financial literacy as well. How risk adverse are you? And that yeah. kind of goes into that whole, um, you know, private pensions or stocks and shares debate. But I feel like if you're having conversations in, in, in your group chats, in amongst your friends, amongst your family, that's how you're going to learn and just pick up certain things. Yeah. Because I don't want to sort of be like, guy, you call, you call for the lit time. No, I want to be the guy you call for. Let's, let's make some moves. Mm. You know, like, are you my look? I'm trying to invest in this. Like, if you can bring in, say, I don't know, 5K, 10K, you can get some equity back after so and so time. And I guess how many people are actually having those conversations or are we just focused on what's the next motive or what's the next party or the next link up? Which is good. We need balance. But let's have moves. Let's let's discuss how we can, you know, create wealth amongst the, amongst the friendship groups, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like people are always interested when it's a bit too late. Oh, interested oh. when the Bitcoin is 60,000. But when you're telling them before, they're yep. not say with anything. It's yep. like people are only interested when people have made the money, mm-hmm. not before doing the hard work. Um, something I actually another question I had for you, um, in t- terms of transparency, like what will like, I ha- in your conversations? I guess what have you advised people to, you know, with their partner? How can they be a bit more transparent? Like, is there any kind of like tips or any kind of techniques that they can try to? Just try and open the discussion a bit more. Mm. Do you know what I say? I say never talk about finances if you're feeling stressed. Okay. Because I feel like it just adds, it kind of just adds onto the load. But I feel like sometimes it links to the, to marriage. And I feel like maybe you can relate. Sometimes you f- you find that with your other half that you become each other's outlet. Or you should hopefully become each other's outlet. So if they need to vent, sometimes just listen. You know, if they want an idea or if you want to run an idea by them, run it, give them their honest opinion. But I feel like when it comes to, say, discussing um, finances, definitely do it in a time whereby you're both in the mood to do it, number one. Because sometimes it could be some heavy stuff that's going to be discussed at the time. Even go to what me and my wife tend to do, we haven't done it in a little while, we need to, um, is go on a date and just say, look, we're just going to discuss certain ideas, certain plans, visions that we have, whether it be, you know, doing this for a podcast or, or this type of content that we want to create or this type, maybe trying to secure certain deals, how we do go about doing it. Because I feel like if we do that, in our own business, we take a time to write notes down. We might not make something light and, and fun out of it. Mm. So I guess maybe if you put set the tone, set the ambience with your with your with your other half, you can then discuss these certain things that could be a bit of a heavy topic. Yeah. But then in a way you kind of make light out of it and then just put plans and strategies in place. And I feel like what I always say to um, clients, especially couples, have your short term goals, medium term goals, and your long term goals. So what is the what is the the long term? Um for example it might be you want to send your children to to private school or you might say you want to have x amount as a property portfolio a short-term goal for a long time and gain could be okay you want to have life insurance in place or certain protection policies in place great or you want to save x amount of money and then what i tend to say is look go through your finances with like with a fine tooth comb because sometimes we don't realize is yeah the takeaway or uber eats could be adding up and i get it I'm not here to come and say cancel your Netflix subscription. That's I'm not that kid. Yeah. That's not my <laughs> people. People already had enough of that. <laughs> that and the avocado Bruh. And coffee thing. So. <laughs> but just on there, just just what I do, what's hit me, and I've realized I was like, ah, I had I remember I had this Adobe subscription. And I don't even use Adobe. I had it for the last two years. And when I done the maths, it was coming out like 19 pounds per month. I'm asking, bro, yeah, over a period of a year. 500 quid, yeah, over two years, yeah. I'm like, bro, like, what was I doing with that? And I'm not going to say, yeah, put it in the stocks and shares, because you know everyone's saying that yeah. same, whatever. But I mean, sometimes just having that 
financial assessment with your, with your partner. Let's look at what we're actually paying for. Mm. Like I even realised that my wife was paying for um, Apple, um, Apple Music, and I was paying for a family subscription. I forgot to sell her. I spent it for a year. It's little things like that. You know, just, just going through it, assessing it one by one. But at the same time, just making light heart out of it. Because what I mean, cause life is life in all of us. Let's mm. be honest, you know, you're getting this bill, that bill, this bill, that bill, and you're on your head just doing this, 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 this. <laughs> but I would say to my wife, oh, babes, they can't come and kill me, you know. Yeah. I'm not stressing. So we, we will just go through it together. We'll face it on together. And I like the whole thing about when it comes to debt with couples, attack the smallest one first. Because when you attack that one first and you've paid it off, you kind of like, yes, we've done something. Yeah. And you move on to the next one, the next one. Then you find your way to the, the big boss, whoever's the, the, the biggest that's obstacle hurdle that's in your way. Because what you really want to do is eliminate the bad debt as quickly as possible. Because if not, it just spirals and spirals and spirals. And you're trying to thinking, what the hell is going on, man? Do you know what I mean? I would say, yeah, keep transparent with your with your other half, man, mm. and work together with the finances. Don't have his finance, her finance. No, it's one. Mm. And I've with some people, especially, it's mad. Especially certain <laughs> cultures, you see, like, the husband's like, no, that's mine. <laughs> what is mine is mine. And the wife said, no, what's mine is mine. But I feel like as we work together, you can achieve so much. It's almost that like saying that if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go mm. far, go together, man. And I think that should be the, the mantra, personally. Yeah. Love that, love that, bro. That's such that's such a that's such a great tip and a great advice. And I agree with you. I think like I think in this day and age, I feel like I think there's an element of fear. People are scared. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I want to have my own just in case it goes wrong. That's yeah. one I, I understand yeah. that. And then there's another element of you know control as well. Like oh, it's easier I, I could control it. But I agree with you. If you you're better off working together than separately. At the end of the day, right? Like if you're both making 50K as 100 mm -hmm. and you look at it as 100, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. Let's try and like maybe let's li live on 50% of this rather than, okay, you're 50 each and then you're... And, you know, I always say, remember on the mortgage application, they're looking at both your salaries. Yeah. So take that as the hint. Take that, what's, what's better to get the mortgage approved? Two salaries as opposed yeah. to one. So work together. Yeah. You know, if you can work together to get the mortgage, Work together with everything else. It's crazy. So the, the one thing I really, really wanted to speak to you about today was wills because I haven't done a will. <laughs> and I know you're expert in that. Can, first of all, can you talk about what is a will? Because obviously I've seen it in, on TV. I've heard about it. Mm -hmm. So can you explain what, what a will is? So in, in the most basic layman's terms, a will is just a set of instructions or wishes that in the event you pass away, um, you want it to be honoured legally. Okay. And it avoids, I say it avoids any form of friction it's still called friction depending on what's been stated in the will but um it just gives a clear set of instructions mm. you know and it has to be adhered to because it's a legal binding document and it gives you that peace of mind really and truly and i feel just more people should have it because what you tend to see is look a family member's passed away unexpectedly mm. now no one knows how things are going to be distributed or yeah. what's going to go to who or how where or when and now people are popping up from all over say oh yeah oh yeah i've got <laughs> this, this happens. yeah it, it happens this happens a lot it yeah. happens i'd even share a crazy story well thankfully it didn't happen to me but um someone that i know so lady had a life insurance policy didn't put into a trust and passed away unexpectedly now the family's knocking saying look What's going on? We're going through probate right now. And everyone's like, what's probate? It's just literally um, almost like a back and forth for the courts in order to decide what's going to happen, how this money's going to get released. Okay. What I tend to say to, to add on to it is almost like, see it as this, say you've lived in this country for pretty much your whole life or, mm -hmm. or a large number of time, um, period of time, and you pass away 
and say you've got assets to your name, X, Y, Z, they can actually argue and say, well, how do we not know that this person actually wants the assets to go to state? Mm. You know, to his majesty, the king, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's people that will say, I want it to go to the state. No, there's actually people say, I want it to go to this charity or to the state because I'm a no, firm, it's true. I'm a it's firm true. believer, no, it's you know, that, what that, the monarchy that, that could happen. Unlikely, but that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but the family said, no, but where are the family members? So it's, yeah. it's back and forth. And sometimes probably it can go on for up to a year. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, you're arguing, so you're arguing the courts, if if there's no will, mm-hmm. you're arguing the courts whether, you're basically trying to argue if that money should come yeah, to Yeah, you're trying to argue the case. Okay, wow. But then also as well, people can turn up and say, oh, well, you know, I'm connected through, you know, this person, so-and-so, how many times removed, for example, or... I'm the person's child through wow. whatever, you know, methods, whatever, or I'm related through this, 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 and that. And I feel just having a will, it's peace of mind. And people don't realise the will doesn't have to be that expensive. I, mm-hmm. I even promote National Will Month, whereby if you're over 55, I believe it's 55, or is it 50? I'm pretty sure it's 55. You can actually get a free basic will. So anything that's a bit more um, intricate or requires any more fine details, so you can pay for that. That can range between um, 150 pounds. Some some cases 250. It can be a little bit more sometimes, mm. but let's say around that 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 price range. And people say no, but that's expensive for that's a war. Not expensive, is it? One time thing. And in, and, in, people, and in the edits are probably not going to be mad. I've heard people, but you know, what I've I've realized. I'm a, I know say, but look, if you want something done properly, yeah, you've got to pay the price. That and yeah. that's just my my mm. honest opinion. It's like, no, you can get it for fifty pound. Oh, me, I'm there to argue with you. you know. Go on, go <laughs> and get that. Go and get that fifty pound. Well, I don't know what it will entail for you, but you you go and get that, my friend, and then we will leave it at that. But um, yeah, walls. Yeah, it's not expensive. Sorry for what people spend in a month on mm. food shopping. What you need to eat, don't get wrong, or other subscriptions or your Skype. I'm sure you can pay for a bit of Yeah, one time ever. One time. It's not that bad. And then another thing that I encourage is something called an LPA, so Lasting Power of Attorney. Why I'm a, I'm a firm advocate on that, there's this, there was this thing on, oh, what was it called again? It was on Apple TV. It was called, the, is it The Last Days of Tommy Gray? I haven't watched that. Watch it. It's with Samuel Jackson, really good. So he, he's, um, in his last days, I believe he's got dementia. No, not dementia. No, no, not dementia. He's got like a condition whereby, is it outside? It might be Alzheimer's, don't quote me. But it's, it's pro- progressing rapidly and he's starting to lose his memory. But he takes this drug, but it helps to give his memory back. Mm. But the only thing is, once it wears off, the decline is, is, even, is even worse, drastic. But luckily for him, he before he passed away, he'd done a will. And was it a trust? Might have been both. But then he assigned where, what would go to who and how and whom. The family tried to contest it. Because what it was, the family was aware that he had a lot of money. However, they tried to play on the fact that um, due to the um, medical condition he had, that he wasn't um, able to truly say who he wanted the money to go to. So he was saying mm. that he was being coerced by the person that he actually le- left to oversee um, his, his estate. But for me, what I thought that was very interesting, I was like, okay. Because when I done my course on, on LPAs, you hear it all the time. There's people that get early onset dementia in, in their 40s, mm. 50s. Um, especially a lot of people, um, ex-professional players now like, whether it be rugby for example I think yeah. they're talking and about boxers like, too boxers yeah, as well yeah. so it just you just state literally if anything was to happen to me and I lose my say thinking faculty or um, I'm able to, unable to say just do my, my day to day for example I want so and so to just run my financial affairs and run almost oversee my health if that makes sense mm. some people are like mm, I'm not sure you know but I'm like peace of mind you just never know what could happen to you yeah you know and i feel like if you've got a family member that you trust whether it be a sibling or a child of yours 
something to consider because you can get an, an LPA from ranging between 200 to 300 but like maybe companies might pay charge more mm. in their fees but yeah I feel it's worth, worth you having that conversation if, if you are say a grandparent maybe or you know reached in a certain age just something to consider if you fail to prepare you prepare to fail unfortunately yeah. so I just think these are things that you don't have to do but definitely consider it and something just yeah. have in, 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 in the back of your mind just to be on the safe side okay so you're saying Obviously, will is obviously instructions with what will happen. And I'm guessing you're talking about your assets, who it goes to, mm -hmm. pension, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? And you're saying to add that with this lasting power of attorney, just in case people try and argue that you were, you <laughs> didn't know what you were doing if you had dementia or any other kind of similar sickness. And actually, this reminded me of a really good show that one of, one of my favorite shows this year, Succession. I don't know if you watched that. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I finished season one. Uh, and, uh, no, you I'm know, not allowed to say this. Oh, no, 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 say, no, say. Uh, everyone, everyone keeps saying to you, everyone keeps saying to you, you need to watch oh, I know, I know. Oh, no. Oh. You know, there's two shows. I'm everyone, not allowed to say this. There's two shows everyone says, EJ, you need to watch is Succession. Yeah. And the other one is, oh, what's, I call him Brody because he was in... Um, Oh, it's left me. Succession, what's the other one called again? Billions, that's it. Billions, yeah, I'm watching that. I'm Everyone's watching like... Yeah, yeah, if you're a financial guy, you yeah. have to watch both. No, everybody yeah. says like, EJ, you yeah, have to watch it. Those shows are for you, so I don't know. Yeah. Get, find time to do Okay, watch. okay, I can't say. I can't, can't say. say it. I'm ah! going to say it. I'm gonna, I'm going to have to think of another example, but my, but my point is, right... But is I know... That, with the dad, it's not the main. Is it relating mm. to the dad? The, mm. I know you can from season one. I can tell it's obviously what happened to him. I think yeah, it was okay, a heart okay. attack. Okay, yeah, and I can oh, tell yeah, yeah, okay. it seemed like he was oh. on the decline. I don't know if he's recovered fully. Okay, from... so let, yeah, let's let's use that as a zone. Okay. okay, so in that case, obviously, um, let's say he obviously don't want to spoil it for people mm. who haven't watched it. Right, go and watch the show. So let's say something did happen to him, mm. right? Obviously, he he owns this yeah mm -hmm. dollar empire, yeah. right? And he's got like four kids. No, is it four three? No, four, yeah, four. He's, he's got, got four, four kids. Yeah. He's got four kids, right? Mm -hmm. He's got a wife, he's got ex-wife, he's got business partners, all of this very complicated kind of mm -hmm. situation, right? You're saying in that situation, if he didn't have a will mm -hmm. and he didn't have um lasting power of attorney, mm -hmm. these guys are probably gonna all start bickering they're about gonna, it. They're gonna swim onto that like a like yeah. a fly to <laughs> to poo basically wow. but normally what you find in a situation like that, especially when he's running a multi probably a multi-billion company yeah. he would have either some form of key man insurance what's a key man insurance key man insurance so is that like you're the, the main don in an, in an, <laughs> so any okay. like, so like any key staff or key employees within the company wow if anything wants to happen you just ensure that there's money paid out to us replace what they could have brought to the company, number one, or replace the influence that they have. So for example, if he was earning say a quarter of a million mm. and he brings in whatever it is in revenue, you now need to find someone that you can now use to almost hire to replace him. Yeah. Because obviously that influence that that person has in the company, how are you now going to replace that? Mm. Does that make sense? So you can now use yeah. that money to now obviously, yeah, almost use that money to either hire someone or just put measures in place to make sure that the company kind of stay afloat and do what it needs to do. Mm. So a lot of, a lot of, um, directors have that in place. So that's a lot of conversations I tend to have, well, a lot of that tend to come through like through LinkedIn conversations. Yeah. Um, or even if, say you've got your small, medium-sized company as well, and you want to make sure that your company stays afloat, that's another thing to look into. Okay. So power of attorney is, what does it actually give you? What does it allow you to do? Sorry, that's, so, that's the clarification that we need. For, for example, okay, so let's link it back to the example that I used with the um, last days of Tom Gray. Yeah. I hope I'm saying his name correct. Oh, Tom Gray, that's it, Tom Gray. So if I have the LPA, I can oversee his um, finances. Okay. the person's finances. So if it be paying certain bills, yeah. um, their day-to-day -day living, 
costs, for example, health decisions as well. So say if the health deteriorates, I can almost decide if they go for this medication or go for that surgery, if they need to have any surgery. It's almost like, it's a, it's a weird, it's not weird, but it's you're still there, mm. but I decide what it is that you do and how you do it, if that, if that makes sense. Right, because almost okay. you've, you've lost that faculty to be able to do it for yourself. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. But you've appointed me yeah. to obviously represent you, if that makes sense. Okay. 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 So it's only applicable whilst that person alive and then... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. That's clear. Okay. I get that. Okay. I get that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of these things. You've got to think about no, these things, listen, man. It's, there's, it's, like, it's so important, it's man. It's so much. Because you were talking about GoFundMe and um, I think you did a post, right? About like... Yes. And it's, a lot of oh, GoFundMe. Because and... literally within... I think it was last month, last month and the month before. It's got sent so many GoFundMe pages. And I'm like, come on, man. And it's obviously, what does it say? My people perish due to lack of knowledge, right? Mm. And if you don't know, you, you don't know. But when you know and you don't do it, I'm just like, come on. Yeah. And I thought sometimes there's this, because you want to speak with the older generation. People are like, oh, but I had this insurance how many years ago, you know, and I didn't get anything from it, so I cancelled it. Yeah, that's the most saddest one, right? And they had it cheap as well. I had it cheap. And I'm like, but when I delve deeper now, especially some of these policies that, these, that some of these aunties and uncles have taken out, they maybe have seen this commercial and they promised them this £50 M&S voucher. And they've been wowed by it. They're like, oh yeah, £50 M&S. But when you look at the T's and C's, it says, if you pass within the first two years, you don't get the full payout. You wouldn't really get refunded your premium. I'm like, why, why did you do that? Or... I've gone to my bank and taken it. And there's an obsession, especially within certain communities, they really trust their banks. Mm. And I'm like... The branding's strong, isn't it? No, the branding is, 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 is A1, it's spectacular. Yeah. But I'm like, you see your bank, especially when I, I'm going to link this back to insurance, obviously that's my my bread and butter. But with your bank, when you go to them for an insurance policy, they only offer you one provider because that bank is only tied to one insurance company. You need to go to an uh, advisor like myself, quick plug, that has access to whole of market. Mm. And I'll give you a true case scenario. Say now you, you go with, say you bank with NatWest and I, feel, I believe they're working with AIG now. Um, it, it makes to be an AIG. They might have changed, but let's say AIG. If you are now someone that has a type 2 diabetes mm. and you have some form of high cholesterol that's not well controlled, you've now gone from, say, seeing a court for £50, for example, but due to that, medic, um, that medical disclosure, it's now gone from 50 to 75 but because you trust your bank, because you like the bank is is the bank is is the mecca, whatever it is, you <laughs> believe everything they say. But now we have not looked at another provider, for example, let's say Aviva, for example, they will look at it and say, okay, do you know what? We know you've got diabetes or XYZ. We will not penalize penalize you as such. We'll give it to you at the price you've seen it. Mm. But you're not you you have not become aware of this because you haven't spoken or saw someone that has access to the whole of market. Yeah, and even I'm gonna make it now to your mortgage. You know, you want to work with a mortgage broker <laughs> that can give you access to, to everything. I yeah. always say, look, when it comes to mortgages, not a one shoe fits all. It's not. Mm. You know, there are certain people who have certain, you know, whether it be a CCJ or whether it be, for example, um, perhaps we don't earn as much as needs to be earned. You know, there was a time whereby you was able to go Santander. Um, they would give you five times what it is, the combined mm. salary. Whereas I was might say four times or 4.5 times. But if you've not gone to someone that's single tied, you're almost operating that like one hand tied behind your back. Yeah. You want someone that's got access to full armory, the full, the, the full, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's the last one. No, it's true. No, it's true. <laughs> no, it's the fact. full armory. It's fact. It's fact. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's so fact. Yeah. That's what I always sometimes don't be 
naive. Speak to a specialist that has access to everything that you need. And I always say, we'll link it this back again. If, if I have a headache, who am I going to? My doctor. If I have a toothache, I'm going to my dentist. My dentist happens to be Dr. Dapper. So I'm going to pick him up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I have a foot issue, I'm going to a chiropodist. Yeah. But you, it's, when it comes to finance, everyone is a self-proclaimed. <laughs> don't know, I get it. Everything is available on ChatGPT or Google. I understand. <laughs> ChatGPT. I, I hear it. But in the same breath, speak to an advisor. 100%. Someone that knows that what they're doing. And even if maybe you're not too sure, ah, go, and go on, check them out on LinkedIn. Me, I, I find clients with, but I'm even talking about, I can see someone's with your LinkedIn profile. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. So I don't blame you, do your due diligence. Yeah. But it's almost like that. We have that mindset. Maybe it's this great PR that the banks is the knees bees. They know it all. No. They don't. They, they don't. don't know it all. And what your bank is doing with your, and again, yeah. I, I'm digressing, but what your bank is doing with your money, you're not even doing it yourself because yeah. they're investing your money into stocks and shares but you to come and do open up stocks they're and shares they're making money off your money yeah <laughs> bro they ain't keeping it in there man they ain't keeping it in there work, right? That's they're point. hoping you're like yeah keep that money let us invest in uh, anyways <laughs> <laughs> so you know I've seen on like social media like keeping on the topic of like life mm-hmm. insurance right mm-hmm. of people being able to protect their assets right with life insurance. Yes. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, when it comes to assets, the, the, the first thing that always springs to people's mind is is um, property, mortgages, for example. The thing that I always tend to say is the government is not coming to save you. If you haven't seen with what's happened in the last year and you haven't realised that, I don't know where you've been hiding. It, even though I'm sure I heard it on the news, I try not to listen to the news too much, but when I was listening to the news, they even said what they're trying to bring with the whole mortgage charter. In the nutshell, what they're saying is, if you own a property, it's technically not going to bail you out. Yes, we know that the people's mortgage prices are going up, but you kind of got to figure it out yourself. Mm. That's what they're basically saying in layman's mm. terms. They're trying so many ways to sugarcoat it, but that's what they're basically saying. I mean, they ain't going to bail you out. It would just get repossessed. Yeah, and... Yeah. What does it say? When, I, I'm going to go back to the whole thing about mortgages. If you fail to keep up with your mortgage payments, your home can and will be repossessed. What am I alluding to? What am I truly trying to say? How do you protect your assets? Okay, life insurance. A life insurance policy, in the event you pass away, can pay out the lump sum or outstanding balance in your mortgage, number one. Number two, a lot of people don't check their employment contracts. And I say this, because I advise, hopefully you might be one of the good ones. If I said mm. to you, what does your workplace say about your sick pay entitlement? What would you say to me? I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you Let are telling you... me that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Sick pay entitlement. So for right. me, and, and listen, <laughs> you're not the only corporate. Majority people don't know. No. Majority of the calls that I have day to day, like, I don't even know, you know? And I'm like, that's the problem. Hmm. Because say now you become sick and it's, it's gone beyond a month, two months, three months. You're going to say, hello there. If you're not coming back to work, we might have to have a serious discussion. Number one, number two, you are going on to SSP. Yeah, statutory sick pay. And if you've well. got a mortgage, that is your biggest fear. SSP, that is not doing anything for you. <laughs> that ain't doing, and that's just about, for some people, depending on where you are in the UK, that might be a third of your mortgage that you need to pay or a quarter, if that. The point I'm trying to make is with an income protection, if you get signed off with sickness, illness, or an injury, you get a monthly wage. Depending on the provider, it can be up to 65% of your gross or 70% or 75% of your net. While it's good, it can be paid for up to a year, two years, five years, 
or to the age of retirement or the duration of your mortgage. I'm a firm advocate for it because obviously it's almost like you're protecting the asset if anything was to happen to you in, the, in that aspect. A critical illness insurance policy. And why I'm, I'm again, advocate for this is because I hear a lot of people are like, oh, nothing's ever happened, you know, in my family, I'm fine, X, Y, Z, nothing will ever happen. Then you've seen professional football players have a heart attack and collapse. Mm. Probably one of the fittest people in the world are collapsing and having heart attacks. Ask yourself, if you collapse today and you can't work for how many months, what's happening to your mortgage? Or if you're renting, how are you going to keep up with your renting payments? That's a real question. You got And I say, I say it on a call. question, right? Because people are like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Then you break it down. They're like, they're like yeah. So I'm going to use, again, another real life scenario. One of my clients this year got paid at 25K. Healthy man. Got a wife, got children. Healthy man. And I remember when I went to the house, so this is before COVID, when, you, when I, I would travel across the whole UK to um, do people's insurance policies. And the husband was kind of like, nah, I'm all right, man. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm a pastor. Yeah, I'm a family. We pray that away. And I said, like, me too. I'm a child of God as well. But we have to use wisdom as well, you know? So in the end, agreed on the, on the joint policy. So at least it was covered the, um, the gentleman and the wife. So if anything happens, at least one of them will get a payout. And this was for, was almost tussling. Why am I tussling? Why am I having, my job is to advise, not to force or feel like I'm having to put you into a four nails to get this policy. <laughs> but yeah, he's taking out the policy anyway. We, thank, we give thanks. The message they sent me, saying thank you so much if it weren't for you. Got to pay that 25k payout. <sighs> this is the thing, man. Like, And this is, I guess, what motivates you to keep on doing Oh, for doing, me? Right? And helping people out, right? Like, and, and another one that really, really touched me was um there was a lady I spoke to. She wanted health insurance. And at the time, the cost wasn't, her finances wasn't wasn't where she wanted it to be. I said, look, my best advice will be, and he said, thank God at least you got the NHS. But I said, for your daughter, for your daughter, at least give her children's cover. Just when you just don't know. Oh, the message sent me. Um, the daughter had some, some form of breathing issue. Wow. She's trying to see the GP. GP was fobbing it off. Mm-hmm. She called up the um, mm. she called up the online GP service through the health insurance provider. They saw it down down the spot through Zoom. Oh. Wow. Saying, they said, yeah, you got this, this, this. Take this prescription. Done. Boom. That's crazy. So at a minimum, what would you say in terms of insurance that people should get if they're not getting that at work? They don't get any. Because some people don't get any of these insurances at all, right? So, what I would say is, do almost like a... Uh, uh, a financial analysis. Mm. And what I mean by that is, okay, um, what are your outgoings per month? What's your disposable income? Because what I tend to do, it's almost like a mini financial analysis. Mm. So the reason why we do it is just to ensure that any policies that's being advised or recommended, I don't like to give people what they can afford. I like mm. to give people what, they can, what they're comfortable with. And I tell you why I say what you're comfortable with is because, because you can afford it today. Doesn't mean you can technically afford it tomorrow because you can just get hit left, right, and center from unexpected yeah. things. Whereas if you're comfortable, even almost come rain or shine, you can kind of make it make it work if that makes sense. Mm. Once you've done that analysis, you can see what your disposable income is, or even your unexpected miscellaneous. I would then say, okay, let's look at work with a percent percentile. I tend to say ten percent disposable income can go towards all your protection that you need. It doesn't have to be up to that because I was still wrong. If you're like a really high earner with a high disposable income, I'm not going to say to you, you spend X amount. Unless you really want to and you see, mm. you believe and see the benefit of it, then fair enough. But as a minimum, I would encourage everyone to have some form of critical illness cover and some form of income protection. If you can, get private medical, but we still have the NHS, don't get me wrong, but we know the waiting list 
The waiting list is wild, bro. Seven, I, I said it in one of my videos, I think it's, it's, it's the equivalent to the population of Denmark, <laughs> which is mad. <laughs> but we still have the NHS, so I'm not here to, to what's the word? Um, discredit, bash, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I say private medical should be used or health should be used alongside it, yeah. in, in, in my honest opinion. Yeah. But definitely, income protection, critical illness cover. If you've got children, definitely life insurance. If you have mm. plans to have children in the future, get it while you're young. Because I always say the younger you mm. are when you get it, the cheaper it is. Mm. A, a tip or a hack, however you want to see it, if you can take out a policy to the maximum term you can now and just leave it there, great. Because what will happen is as you get older or your health might deteriorate, that same quote you've looked at, it's going to be a different price. Mm. So try and lock it in while you can for the longest period of time possible obviously some people that i've seen and i'm just like oh, this makes no sense but they were like yeah i've took it out for a 10-year plan because i know i've done it for like half a million for 10 for 10 i don't know so half a million for 10 mm. years i'm paying like 15 pounds whatever it is it may be and it, bro <laughs> but when i said that, no no I'm, I'm being smart i'm like why are you being smart no because what it is i'm like in 10 years time obviously you never know what could happen but Say it doesn't, I'm going to take out another one after 10 years. I'm like, it doesn't work like oh, that man. because you've got 10 years older, your health could have changed in that 10 year time, that 10 year time frame. And now you're kind of starting at square one again. And the likelihood is going to be, it's going to increase because obviously age and maybe medicals, and you may have started developing certain habits that you didn't do 10 years ago. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, bro. It's an interesting one. I can't lie to you. That's crazy. So another thing about life insurance that people Definitely. like to say, right, as well as protected assets, is that it can help your family become wealthy. Is that true? So from your mind and how? I agree. So definitely agree. So what I always say, just to put address the elephant in the room, in America they borrow against the life insurance and you can take out equity. We can't do that in the UK, unfortunately. Hey. If we could, I'll be the, I'll be the first one dead. <laughs> so you can borrow against the life insurance? That's in, in crazy. Yeah, you can. I I'm, not, I'm wow. not well versed enough, but it's through okay. like, I've got like people that I speak to that, are, that do what I do in, in, in the States that we're just kind of just connected through. Okay. That's what we do. So they call it whole life insurance. So I'm, I'm not an expert in it. So I don't quote me for it I just know you can borrow against it you can use it to take out equity and mm. use it to do other things however for us in the UK what we can do is take out a policy we all know there's two things in life that's guaranteed taxes and death right mm, so might as well I know it sounds mad might as well put a price in it I know that sounds a bit mad but if you, <laughs> if you can get if you can get a payout for it that can benefit your loved ones why not and obviously, I heard someone say that like, so I was laughing because someone's like, "But what if I don't even like the my great grandchildren?" <laughs> but it was funny how they said that. They did the skit was hilarious. I can't lie; that it made me chuckle. I was like, I hear that, but if you look at say, for example, maybe not a great example. No, it's a good example. Let's look at say the Rothschilds, for example, or Rockefeller. Mm. These are names that have been going on for how many how many generations, yeah. and the wealth has been getting transferred down, down, down. Like even if you can make sure your grandchildren are sound, hey, it's better than nothing. Like, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Take care of your grandkids and your great grandkids and your great great grandkids. If you can do it, listen, might as well. I'm I'm an advocate for it. I'm a firm believer. Why not? I get it. People are like, no, but my life right now is is is, is difficult. But I hear that. But you don't have to pay an arm and a leg. You don't have to. Like even 
I was at um, the Black Business Show in Birmingham and I love what one brother said. Oh, he's, he's basically done my job for me. That one day, he just, just brought all the clients to me. He's like, yeah, look, I've got this life insurance policy. I'm thinking, I'm paying £40 a month. I've got a million pound of cover till this age. If it happens to me, I know it's getting paid out. He said, look, the first step to financial freedom that you need is a life insurance. I said, hey, this guy's a big property investor. Wow. And he said it out of his own mouth. I said, bro. I love that. He sent them all to me. I so you basically that. sent everyone to come talk to you. Yeah. That's the thing. I think all these things are things that can either help us mm. with our finances, whether it's like with, with the critical illness, mm -hmm. uh, with the health insurance, because of the health, with the critical illness, mm -hmm. right? We're getting paid for whilst we're not at work. So mm -hmm. that's helping us stay afloat financially mm -hmm. or help our family, right? In mm -hmm. the event that, you know, something happens to us. And even to add on to that, what a lot of these companies are doing, which is so smart, they're giving you a free, almost free or next to free additional services mm. so a lot of them are now offering counseling really therapy you know mental health counseling cognitive behavior therapy they're yeah. offering some of them are offering physiotherapy some of them are offering you um, discounted health checks online gp service hmm. whereas say before oh, i forgot what the service was everyone was using before if you weren't to get access to that you'd be paying like 40 50 pound a month now you're getting a standard free of charge in your life insurance policy wow but then people are kind of like, oh, but, oh, I don't know. I'm like, listen, if I'm getting all these things for you, try to sign me up. Like me, I don't, my GP is basically, well, my new GP now, it's basically down the road from where I live. Last when I when I see like I said, I moved to I moved to Ali, I moved to But tell me, was I supposed to do a virtual GP? I could tell you when. Yeah. It's just literally go on the app, available time slot, tick. I get a FaceTime on my phone. Happy days. What's the issue? Yeah. Brilliant. And obviously, I, from what I, my research I've done recently, just through conversations, speaking to um, providers, is that now with the, with the NHS, your NHS GP, you can only sit them about one problem now. And I think it's been reduced to eight minutes. Wow. So whereas before you can go in for like 15 minutes, whatever, talk about That's multiple issues, you limit to one. So basically, you've, they've seen you, you go back into the cycle. That's wild. <laughs> so I was like, why aren't we capitalizing on this? Even, so again, to this... Um, to digress so like for example home insurance mm. that's the one that boggles my mind that like people I know when you get the property or you get your mortgage you do need to have some form of um, home insurance but yeah. I know a lot of people are very what's the word to use they scale back on their home insurance and I'll tell you what I mean so they don't get the accident some of them don't get the accidental damage cover or the fire and emergency cover or in some cases um, legal expense but I normally encourage legal expenses if you're like a landlord and um, the the rent protection but yeah, so back to if so you got your property, you're not getting any contents. Well, you, you might get the basic one, but my whole thing is people always underestimate the value of the stuff that's in their property. Yeah. And I don't forget, I've done a talk, I've done a seminar once, and just by chance that the person that, that invited me, I didn't even know her story. She said, yeah, um, my house got burnt down. And they had home insurance, but they actually undervalued the stuff that was in the house. Wow. So they don't realise when they had actually done um, the inventory, it was actually 20k short and what was paid out. Thank God they still had, thank God they still had the payout of some sort. But it goes through that we truly underestimate what yeah. the clothes may add up to, appliances, certain luxuries, whatever it may be, or certain equipment, whatever you've placed in your house. You know, your house is almost like your mini castle That's or your own castle. But then people, I've, I've, again, this is, this is my brain, but this is what I do. Mm. I'm like, okay, let's go, for, let's, Almost, I don't want to say overinsured, but let's make sure we've got a good coverage of what needs to be covered if anything wants to happen. Oh no, it never happens, fine. You just don't know. <laughs> you just don't facts, know. Facts. And even landlords, I'm like, why aren't you guys getting the rent protection? Yeah. Because if you're tenants, you hear stories, especially now, what's been going on, like everyone's feeling the pinch, you know. 
if your tenant can't pay for a month or two, that puts you at a deficit because now yeah. you've got to pay that. Out of your own pocket. And if you Just don't... Like that. Done. And you even hear stories <laughs> whereby tenants are refusing to pay. Yeah. They're starting to do, you know, thingy rights or what the term is. Can that you they're imagine that? To, can you imagine? It's over your house. Yeah. <laughs> and you're claiming rights in that house yeah. or someone else and some of the hard-earned money's gone yeah. into. Yeah, it's wild. Man. So, yeah, I feel like... I feel like in, in these times, don't cut corners. I feel Definitely like not. If you cut corners, yeah. you can regret I, I've, But I see it in my day-to-day. People are cutting corners. Yeah. And um, no, no one... Can, you can't see... You see today, you can't see tomorrow. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Man, it has been it's been it's been great speaking to you today. Uh, it's been it's been such a great conversation, and thank you so much for sharing your story, oh, and thanks sure. for sharing like you know the low points on because I because I know that that part is it could be painful thinking <laughs> about it. You know what I'm saying, Bro. right? And talking about like being treated a certain way for no no no. It's not like you lost the company money. It's not like oh. you did anything. Me, really. There's I'm... people that do a bad job and Brother. they don't get treated like that. Hmm. Right. So, yeah, it's, yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing. And thank you so much for, you know, talking about how you kind of run your finances and also like the kind of conversations that you have with your clients. Because it's really, really important mm. that we continue and to have this conversation and we open this conversation because it is tough it's tough to have like I don't really like it's tough to have like you know I want to talk to like some friends about money it's not, it's not easy do you know what I'm saying it's, it can be a bit of a challenge so like by doing this I think we we can hopefully say okay we're going to help more people be comfortable mm. talking and about this kind of stuff you what know what I will say as well you know how the best way to, to, to build wealth build it in your community amongst your peoples and, and what I mean by that is and I, I give a true True case scenario. So I don't want to say too much. One of my friends hit me up, or two of them actually. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking to I want to get you on board for this opportunity. And they were like, do you know what? Well, both of them, it's so crazy. They both said the same thing. Like, oh, I'm going to tell you what to say in terms of the budget. And I said, I said okay, that's the place. Yeah. So because people will undersell themselves. They was like, oh, well, how much do you charge for this? They might say, oh, to you, you might be, oh, give me a, a grand. Because you think, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You might pay my bills for the month, whatever. But the company might have a budget of 5K to pay you, for example. Mm. But if you're not privy to that, you don't know that. So that's what, as I say, as we get into certain positions, it's like, okay, how can we help one another? Mm. You know, or who can we put each other in, in contact with? Because yeah. I feel like someone has a contact, but they're kind of scared to pass it on in case that person yeah. maybe fumbles. But I'm like, mm. but if you know your person or your peoples, surely there should be that element of trust. So, you know what? I'm going to give you that free ball what you make of it is up to you. At least mm-hmm. I've, I've laid the foundation for you. It's now you've got to make sure you finish it off top bins, you know, and you make that avenue for yourself or say now, you know, he does this. Let me link him up with this person mm. or so-and-so is doing proper. Let me link him up with this person, you know, and even that, having that honest conversation about, about salaries. Yeah. Like one of my group chats, my, one of my school chats, like we just open saying, yeah, look, I'm earning this or whatever. And it's okay, look, try doing this, 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 or, you know, have you considered adding this onto your portfolio or doing this, this, this to not earn an extra 10K, for example, mm. or an extra 5K. But if you're not having these conversations, how do you become privy to these things? 100%. Exactly. You know what I'm trying to say? So exactly. I feel like having those conversations, especially with your, with your peoples, mm. that's how we all level up, man. That's exactly how we all level up. Like, I, I have a group with, like, uh, some of the people that I, that I met at KPMG. 
so yeah, we meet like regularly, like once, once a month, and we're all always trying to push each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have these kind of conversations, and that's it. It's, it can just be as simple as that. There's actually a lot of you, one on two. Iron sharpens iron. I'm a firm believer exactly. in that, man. You, sometimes you just use hair a word, mm. and you just feel recharged. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm not in this alone. We're in this together. Yeah. Like, even I'm in one group chat. Oh, powerful chat, man. <laughs> no, I see it's a powerful chat. There's guys from this all over, just doing different things, different yeah. fields. And you just hear like young black men just doing bits. Because you know what I mean? They want to show a whole different rubbish. Whatever. 100%. That's why we got the podcast. That's why the podcast. But then you see like. Show a different side. Certain men that are just millionaires, man. Mm. It's, that's so normal. Mm. Doing bits. Like they get sent across the whole UK giving chats, doing talks. As well as he, people that are heads of this in their departments. And it's like, bro. I'm like, nah, this is deep. Like people that are principals, assistant principals, you know, people that are running their own businesses, tech stops. And that's like, like, this is this is amazing. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like, for me, all, all I saw was just like, well, how can, can you, I don't know, if not a musician or, or a footballer, that's the only way. Mm. But then you run people that are just killing it in their fields, bro. Yeah. It's, just, it's amazing, man. I feel like, that's why I think it's very important, having that community and having that... Um, that, that that bond and fellowship with, with with your brothers and sisters and you can actually encourage and hold each other accountable. It's the only way we break these barriers, man, honestly. 100%, mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Where can people find you, man? <laughs> so on Insta, yeah. to be fair, I've actually made a change my Instagram name, but I think I'll keep it as it is. It's EJ underscore Dan with mm. one. Um, TikTok is... Um, money saving, dad. Love that, love that. It's been nice. Like I said, it's been a great, it's been a great conversation. Therefore, I want to get you on again. We'll, oh, have, bro, we'll, let's we'll, do it, man. We'll extend, it, we'll extend this conversation. <laughs> you know what's crazy, actually? We met at um, Demi's event. Demi's yes. Event. Yeah, Lenders mm. event. Yeah, yeah, it was a Lorraine. Lorraine said, oh, yeah, yeah, I need to get It was Lorraine. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Because yeah, you know what? It was like, I was telling someone, and I was like, because I, t- I told someone I was coming on your podcast. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to remember who was it that ended up plugged. Because <laughs> I remember them saying, oh, well, EJ, you don't know Savvy? And, and you was like, oh, what's that? You don't know EJ? And I said, no, but I feel like I should. And yeah. he was like, yeah, come and talk. And I was like, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, just, it was yeah. just so simple. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's little things like that. It's like someone knew both of us. Yeah. You lot got synergy, boom. Yeah. I'm like- hundred, yeah. It was simple. And we just hit it off. And I thought that's, it's more things like that. It's just how you just kind of just, yeah, man, build the wealth, man. And then just build the wealth, just- conversations and this like-minded individuals and you see, yeah you achieve achieve great things man exactly man it's been great do you have any um final words for watchers and listeners um <laughs> what would i say final words obviously if anything finance related you know i'm call me your one-stop finance shop feel free to hit me up um you can book in a free consultation with me on my um calendar but also as well look we're all in this together man there's someone that's probably gone through what you've gone through, so don't feel like you've had a setback. It's the end of the world. Trust me, I've had multiple setbacks. I could even, I could do it. <laughs> I could write a book on setbacks, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel, man. Love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> the setbacks. So look, because honestly, there's gonna be somebody listening to this that might Facts. be at, at that part of their life, right? And they might be feeling okay. I'm giving up, or or the whole world's caving in on me. But I always say to people like when they're in the darkness, there's always a light in the tunnel. There there's is. always is. You just it, gotta be patient and it wait. Don't feel like it when you're going for it. for it. Yeah, it don't. But then when you look back, you're like, bro, I really that upset. Yeah, it went that deep. I've learned a lot for it. Yeah, but now I'm here. Thank God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Thank God. Thank God. And it's brought you to the to the podcast. Have this conversation <laughs> as well. <laughs> Not for real, for real. <laughs> oh man, it's been it's been great having this uh, conversation with you, Manuel. 
watchers, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Takeover Experience. And we'll see you next week's episode. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.